Welcome in to Author's Corner on Chapter 13, The End of Discrimination, which was kind of a an ironic title, I know. Um, so this meeting was kind of what I imagined various uh, mainstream newspapers and magazines and online news sources would have, you know, as they're meeting with their editors and trying to decide on what types of vaccine stories to run. This is what I imagine goes on. And I kind of um, built the idea of this meeting around what I was seeing happen a lot in the LA Times. I felt like a lot of the LA Times articles were very slanted and very discriminatory against those who were talking about vaccine reactions and those who are pushing for vaccine safety and those who are against mandates. And it's frustrating when you see an entire newspaper be so one-sided. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I even remember the Orange County Register closer to where I live, their editorial board writing a very one-sided article that supported mandated vaccines and did not um, support vaccine exemptions for valid medical reasons. And so I see this a lot. So I kind of wanted to try to, you know, imagine in my mind what these meetings actually would be like. And are these people really so deluded when they're planning these stories, you know, in my opinion? So there was an article in San Diego that actually did publish names of doctors who were giving out a lot of medical exemptions and did publish schools that had the highest rates of medical exemptions from vaccines. And they made that information public. And it's still questionable how they got this information because the information was based on confidential medical records at schools. And that confidential information was given to the public health department so they could oversee vaccine exemptions. And somehow, and I can't imagine any legal way that this could have happened, somehow that confidential medical data was given to the press in San Diego. And I think people are trying to investigate that, but um, I don't know what's really going to come of it. So there are several things that come up in this chapter that I just want to expand a little bit on. One is the California Civil Liberties Act or something like that. It, it's in the resources of this chapter on uh, johnphilipryan.com. So they actually wrote in to the California educational law that you can't discriminate against children and keep them out of school. And they specifically wrote that based on what we did to Japanese school children during World War II. They basically wrote the law so that this will never happen again, so that we will remember how we unfairly excluded these Japanese children because we felt they were dangerous to our schools and such a thing won't happen again. And lo and behold, it is happening all over again. And so to me, that's, uh, that make, that's one thing that makes this law constitutionally problematic, but also our constitution does guarantee the right to go to school for everybody. So again, I don't see how they were able to pass this law. It's a mystery to me, but I'm no constitutional expert. You see them talk about how companies will bully and, and use you know, public shaming economically against people. And we've seen Facebook and YouTube and other online resources um, censor vaccine freedom information, vaccine safety information, censor people who are against mandates. 
You've seen them use their economic influence and their power to bully and censor people in this fight. And companies are doing that. And uh, we need to call them out on it. Yeah, there was that interesting study in which they tried to see how rare repeated adverse events are. And I show you the numbers, you know, in this chapter of the book. But it's, it's interesting that when you look at the mild reactions, they didn't recur very often. And people were willing to keep vaccinating after the mild reactions or after mild allergic reactions or even after some limb swelling, even though that would occur again many people agreed to keep vaccinating and they did not see a repeated uh, reaction in those cases. And, and you've seen, you saw politicians use that study in their debate as to why we don't need medical exemptions. They use this study to try to convince people that you don't need to be medically exempt after a bad reaction because look, this study proves you're not likely to have that bad reaction again. Well, what this study also found is if you had a really severe reaction, they couldn't get anybody in the study to repeat their vaccine in order to study if the vaccine reaction happened again. They could not get anyone with severe reactions to do that. So they don't have much data on the recurrence of severe reactions. And that's what really matters most. You know, we don't care so much about mild limb swelling or even maybe really, really minor allergic reactions and fever and feeling achy. I mean, that's that's all really typical. But a problematic allergic reaction, extensive limb swelling, seizures, nerve injuries, encephalitis, developmental regression. We care deeply about all of that. And we don't have very good data on how often that repeats. So you see how these um, editors and writers are talking about, hey, when someone does have a bad reaction and the doctor exempts them based on medical reasons, they sort of poo-poo that and, and say that that's totally bogus. You know what? Let's see them have kids and have a kid who has a seizure after a vaccine. Let's see how they feel now. No one believes this or acknowledges it until it happens to them or someone they love, especially if it's someone with an agenda. So if you have if you have someone who's like a pro pharma medical writer and who's against medical freedom and is in favor of vaccine mandates and opposes, you know, medical exemptions to vaccination, someone like that, of course, they're totally going to completely downplay the chance of vaccine reactions and ridicule anyone that claims they're real. And again, that's you see that in the media. You see that in a place where you should not see that. Media writers should be objective, should be neutral. And if they're not, they should go like in the opinion section or they should write for a tabloid. You know, they should write for a, a newspaper that, that doesn't have to back up their sources or be objective. Anyway, I digress. You saw the part about health rankings, and it's funny, this editor was all excited. Hey, let's feature the kids from West Virginia and Mississippi, the two states at the time of the writing of this book that had mandatory laws for vaccination for school. He said, yeah, let's let's uh, declare how good their health rankings are. Well, if you click on the resource at johnphilipryan.com, you'll see West Virginia and Mississippi at the time were in the bottom five states of our 50 state nation, the bottom five of health rankings. And so, you know, I'm sure, you know, they looked it up and found that before they ran the story, or maybe they didn't. And 
maybe some writer somewhere is going to like uh, claim that those two states have the healthiest kids and it's because mandatory vaccination. Who knows? We can only be so lucky, right? Um, okay, so that was uh, this um, chapter and kind of had a, a lot of fun writing it. Again, I've, I've read a lot of stories that have been written about me. I, I don't read most of them anymore, but this is kind of my opinion of what these writers would discuss and how their meetings would go before they, uh, before they start writing a story about me. So the next chapter is super interesting, and I hope it comes across okay, because it's two women, it's almost all dialogue, and they go back and forth, so I will have to somehow uh, portray two women, maybe one with an accent and one without, so you can kind of distinguish between the two. We'll see how it goes, but you can look forward to that on the next A Tale of Two Sides. And again, um, if you like what you're hearing, you can certainly buy the book from uh, johnphiliprion.com that you know lets you buy it directly from the publisher, or you can go to Amazon and find the book, A Tale of Two Sides on Amazon, but go to the John Philip Ryan bookseller and buy it from that bookseller, not just straight from Amazon. And if you wanna go the extra mile and buy a hardcover copy from the John Philip Ryan bookseller on Amazon, it will come to you signed and personalized by yours truly. So that'd be awesome. And I guess if you also want to just support this podcast, you're very welcome to click on the support this podcast link on the description, like the written summary that comes with each of these episodes. Feel free to do that. But you know what? I'd rather you buy books. Like if you're going to support me for five bucks a month, that's like 60 bucks a year. Just go buy four books and give them out to four people. That would be awesome too. Anyway, you can choose. I will see you guys next time on A Tale of Two Sides or Author's Corner.